Hello friend, irrespective of age, race, origin and education, the perspective of a man determines his situation and position. No man is disadvantaged until he ignores relevant information and strategic learning with a committed and disciplined practice. All forms of frustrations at work, at home and business will expire if only the man changed the way he thinks. You are about to listen to one of the several series of transformational teachings that will change your perspective for living by Afolabi Julius Alatunde, an insightful teacher, training and business consultant, and a life coach. Pay attention. Hello, how there? My name is Julius Afolabi and I'm going to be sharing with you in this special edition on the subject that is most critical to everyone that is alive, well, and has a dream. There is always a differential. There is always an element and a fundamental that distinguishes people in every generation, in every time, in every workplace, in every family, and in every sphere of life, irrespective of what your industry might be, irrespective of where you work, irrespective of what your capacity and your level of education may have been, irrespective of your location and wherever it is that you may be on the surface of the earth. It is interesting to know that the earth presently contains over 7 billion individuals with different kinds of assignment that they were distinctively configured for. Every living being on the surface of the earth, irrespective of their uh, location, their race, their ethnicity, their religion, uh, is existing for a primary purpose. There is a primary reason why you are alive and why you still have your breath. And that's basically to achieve a particular goal. Your design is not by your own choice. You were distinctively designed in order to be able to achieve a particular goal. And that's why you have peculiarities. And that's why you have certain things that make you different from others. Many years ago, while I was, um, I and my wife were running a business, I was working in a bank as a bank operations manager. And my wife was a public servant. And we had this business. We decided that we were not going to be employed all our lives. So we needed to create a system that was going to support our finances. So we created a business. And my wife's passion was in distributorship business. And I was the corporate type. I was the corporate nerd. I was the analytical type. And my wife was a public servant. We decided her passion was in distributorship business. And uh, as at then, the requirement to start off the distributorship business was quite enormous. So we decided we we're going to start as sub-dealers. And we started as what sub-dealers. And then with my own professional background, we decided to dissect the market, dissected the market with the little that we have and approached the market differently with their uniqueness. 
So we went into the market. I was blessed to have gone through business development in the banking industry where I spent about a decade. With that experience and being in business development area where I started from grassroots marketing, we decided to go into the marketplace to sell the water. We were distributing water. Now, I had the opportunity of distributing, the privilege to distribute Kines, which was the fastest selling product and most profitable business at that time. But my values, our values as a person, as a people, as a couple could not allow us to transact in that dimension. That's peculiar to us. Every single one of us have values that propel the decisions that they take. And by that decision, we decided to what? Uh, follow the distributorship of water. Now, from my professional experience and field experience and still within the banking industry, of course, I know uh, all the rudiments of customer service and the rest of that. These were the experiences that I was ready to bring into what our private enterprise was in order to have what significant result. Now, when we kick-started this, we segmented the market, went to the marketplace and went to corporate institutions. I was the brain behind designing, writing of the proposals and meeting the corporate uh, organizations and hotels to supply them water because everyone, whether we like it or not, 70% of our body composition, water inclined and every single living being will need water. So I saw it as a basic need that everyone needs. But how are we going to get it sold? Now, it is not what you're selling but how you sell what you sell. And this one secret that I'm about to share with you in this particular audio uh, podcast is the fact that what every significant achiever you know have one secret, the number one secret of what significant achievers, the number one secret of significant achievers. And so we plunked in, into the market, went everywhere, walked tirelessly and we secured quite a number of sales and customers. Our client base increased daily. While I was working in the bank, my wife during her break time will go into the market to solicit. On Saturdays, we were together out in the market. Our first baby was yet to arrive then. And so we had all the time and the partnership to be able to launch very deep into our business and went every single place. And truth to you, there were times when we closed at the shop. We had a shop on the major streets in the locality where we were. And we had a strategy in place and a system in which we will operate that. We got somebody who was very enlightened, very well educated and trained him as well to be able to be our sales representative. We created a documentation, um, an accountability system where we were able to take stock of what happens and we knew what our uh, debt management ratio, since it was a debt-driven kind of um, enterprise. And then when you go to the corporate organizations too, they will have to give you, you have to give them leverage of seven to 14 days before you are paid. So that determined our debt collection period and it was able to help us manage our cash flow and our working capital requirements where so that we do not operate alone. And we ensure that we were not uh, over trading so that we don't get submerged in difficult uh, business mess. So with that, we went everywhere. And from that, there were days when we worked tirelessly. And there was a particular day, I remember, that we closed shop for about past 2 a.m. on was on a Friday. We sold, it was during the festive period where everyone needed to be supplied. And we went in supplies of what our trade were. And we were able to engage the market till around 2.30 a.m. Now my wife was still, my wife was pregnant then, but because of what our goals were, 
and there was this desperation that was within us and as early as 5 a.m we closed by 2 30 a.m that day and by 5 30 a.m on the saturday on that saturday morning we're back in the shop no we were like madmen but it was because we were mad about our goal and because we we're mad about our goal these results were coming and i could tell you the fact that our income shifted from four figures to five figures to six figures and even to seven figures over time we moved from being sub dealers to becoming strategic partners in the region not even in the states so what is this number one compelling why did i share this with you on a particular day i went to supply water and it was raining and the customer was like won't you allow the rain to subside before you proceed on your sales um uh, sales movement and, I, and I, I mentioned something and I said that if I am to wait for the rain the rain will not wait for me but my customers are waiting for me so I can't wait for the rain that won't wait for me while my customer is waiting for me so I bumped into the rain and went so that was that was one of the demonstration of the significant secrets of those that achieve things that we marvel at I read the story of a man called Dolly who began a podcast and made a podcast for 2,000 days consecutively. I read the story of um, a Discovery Channel photographer who snapped, who made 40,000 shots just to get 40 feet size shot for that documentary. He had to snap 40,000 times to be able to select 40 distinct pictures that will depict the exact nature of the documentary that he has. Now, what is this number one secret of significant achievers? You ready? If you've got your pen, I'd like you to put it down. It's called positive desperation. It's called positive desperation. This is the concept. This is the principle that made Thomas Edison to have to fail the significant number of times that he failed before he could arrive at the ball. Every significant achiever understands this principle of positive desperation. What is positive desperation? Positive desperation or what is de desperation in the first place? Desperation is simply the expression of a compelling and an unquenchable desire that is set up to achieve a project or a particular desire or an outcome of immense interest. So, desperation is the expression of a compelling and an unquenchable desire that is set up to achieve a particular project or accomplish a particular task or an outcome of significant interest. Now, it is evident that you find anyone that desires a significant achievement or a particular accomplishment that you find them positively desperate now desperation could be negative and could be positive now negative desperations are the desperations that are without values values that respect order that respect quality that respect merit that respect the value of life that respects what process that respects the significant fundamental of bringing people to their desired outcome that is what what negative desperation is but positive desperation are ethical 
professional procedural methodological strategic and systematic ways of arriving at a particular task they are systematic they are strategic they are what so and there are five basic steps five fundamental steps to achieving this positive desperation again we can say that desperation is the fact that you no longer want to be known by your problem but want to be recognized and recommended by your results desperation is the fact that you no longer want to be known by your problems but rather by your results you want to be recognized and recommended by your result if you ever want to get results in your life if you ever want to become a proof provider if you want to become a proof producer if you ever want God to use you because it's possible that your goals are within a particular industry or a ministry right every ministry requires industry and every industry has a ministry so every single individual that you find as resident in them deposits that are default to them to make them become significant achievers but what are the things that they require in order to be able to manifest this dimension of achievement based on their deposits there is no single existing individual who has not got passion who has not got burden over something and now that burdens are like pictorial representation of what they are assigned to do there are certain things that are default to you there are certain abilities talents skills that are natural to you these are equipments that will enable you to be able to create or contribute significantly wherever you are found in the corporate space this is the reason why why um, people are pre-qualified based on their job description the job description tells the results that is intended to be achieved and what the qualities and the skills and the components of the people that are going to supply that kind of result in that particular area must be so there are must have requirement and must be um, uh, systems that will allow you to reach significant achievements Right? So if you're going to be a significant achiever, these fundamentals are a must for you. And so we have the fact that what? You know it very well that um, amazingly every pregnant woman, a particular point in time, which is called the delivery time, has a measure of expectation. And therefore, when they go into the delivery room, when the time for delivery is set, they, are, they become positively desperate to push. And this push is what determines the outcome, the long-desired baby comes to bear. So there is actually no limits. There are no limits to what anyone can achieve except the limits that they as a person, that their self-awareness, that their knowledge boundaries, the, the knowledge width, their knowledge bandwidth places on them. As a matter of fact, if you are a believer like I am, um, the, the Bible makes it clear that the path of the just is as a shining light, shine brighter and brighter until the perfect day. So there are no limits to what you can achieve. There are no limitations to achievement until you are translated. There are no limits to your achievement until you are translated. So you must get that very clear. And the truth is this, that if you're ready to become a significant achiever, nothing is going to stop you if you have that desire desire is such a powerful element 
that it determines what you're ready to part with and what you're ready to confront and what you're ready to engage and what you're ready to go through. It's because every significant achievement has a demand that you must supply. Right. So the first significant fundamental first step to achieving positive desperation that will bring you to the place of significant achievement is number one, to be aware and get trained. There must be clarity about what exactly you want to achieve and who exactly you are. The clarity of who exactly you are, what your components, your distinct futures are, your distinct trainings are, is what is going to determine how you will confront the resistances that are going to try to stop you from achieving your goal. Every goal will always have a hurdle that you must jump. And without your achievement, your confidence is limited. Many people are not able to pursue their goal today because they are not aware of who they are and what they can do. Your possibilities remain in the prison of your awareness, the status of your awareness. The status of your awareness becomes the gauge with which your confidence approaches all your confrontations. So number one is that you must be aware and you must seek to be trained. Training is what enables you to polish your natural content to become professional and reach the extent of expertise. Training will unearth and unveil all the things that are hidden in the raw state. Training refines raw materials to become processed equipment. Training refines raw materials to become processed equipment. And that's the reason why with training, as you keep training yourself, you keep stretching your strengths and erasing your weaknesses, thereby developing the confidence that brings you opportunities that liquidate your threat. So if you are aware, if you will build your self-awareness and seek to be trained, you are going to become positively desperate towards achieving your significant goal. Step number two is to embrace work. Nothing. When we talk about work, we're talking about the strategic deployment of ability and capacity. That is work. Work is simply the engagement of all of your efforts in order to reach a particular goal, both spiritual, physical, emotional, psychological, social, in order to achieve a particular goal. The work environment must be designed in a way that is friendly and compatible with the goal that you desire. Work simply means the ability for you to align your potentials to the goal that you intend to achieve. Ability to be able to approach what is intended, what must be done, who must be, who you must become in order to be able to pursue the exact goal that you want to achieve. So, and there are right ways of working. There are smart ways of working. There are wise ways of working. There is the smart work which engages your intellectual capacity. There is this, the wise work which engages your spiritual authority and resourcefulness that enables you to, to build up supernatural abilities, things that flow apart from your natural and professional competence, right? It's a, a function of your devotion that gives you a confidence that rises above natural abilities and professional capacities. This is the engagement of this ability that makes you different, that helps you, that gives you a level of discernment that is distinct and distinguishes you. So work is not just the deployment of energy, but the strategic and systematic deployment of ability and capacity, the ability to be able to 
allocate all the resources that are available to you and accessible to you in alignment with the goal that you desire. So this is what work simply means. Work is not just the dissipation of energy. Now, dissipating energy without clarity brings frustration. If you're not clear about the goal, you will be busy, but you will not be in business. You will be busy, but be out of fulfillment. You will be busy, but you will not get resolved. So there is the right way which you engage your capacity and it brings you, it cancels all your limitations and gears you towards. The more you move towards your goal, the more your goal comes towards you. Many times, people get exhausted and intend to quit when they are just about to claim their medal. I read the story of um, Michael Phelps, whose preparation for the past Olympics and the present ones were strategic towards achieving his goal. In one of his trainings, his coach brought him to a particular level of training where he had to um, get water into his goggles while preparing for his, uh, the Olympic swimming competition. He had the goal behind him to always beat his former personal record. Even though his records were world record, there was the goal of beating the former record, which were world records. Can you see that? So, so the goal was that. So in the preparation strategies, they had to think of eventualities. What are the possible obstacles that could be in the way of achieving this particular goal? And they thought that sometimes while swimming, water enters into your goggles and you cannot clearly see while you take your swimming strides. And then they put water into the goggles and decided that he will take his swimming strides and count his strides to get to the, the finishing line. So naturally, he knows by practice, he has learned how many strides at what speed will bring him to the finishing line. So that was a systematic strategy. That was work. That was training. That was awareness in the desperate pursuit of clinging the gold medal at every single time. That's what work can do for you if you want to be a significant achiever. The place of preparation in order to present the best of your ideal capacity, the best of yourself is non-negotiable. And that drives me to the next point. You should embrace fastidious pursuits, right? A non-resistant persistence. There's a story I read in the ancient book of a woman who approached a judge who has no respect for God, neither persons, right? He does not fear anybody, neither does he have respect for any anybody. And he does not recognize God as well. And this uh, woman, this widow, approached this judge who was known to be an expert in his field to take up her case and fight for her. And this man, having known the kind of person that he is, this woman persisted. Despite the resistance of this expert legal counsel to take up her matter, probably as a pro bono, she persisted. The man resisted, ignored, but the woman persisted. She persisted until she prevailed. She weared out the resistances of this legal counsel that he had to make a pronunciation that if he fails, this woman will wear him out if he fails to respond to her. So her persistence was beyond her resistances. If you're ever going to achieve significant results, following the principle of positive desperation, you're you must have non-resistance persistence. You must have a fastidious pursuit. And another story comes to mind of the story of a young man called Jacob who engaged the capacity of a supernatural being, which we call angels. Angels are known 
practically to excel in strength. Their strength is beyond the natural strength of a man. But this young man in desperation of changing and erasing not to be known by his problems again, but to be known by his result, engaged this particular supernatural being, right? To an extent that he was ready to pay the price. And in the struggle, we, there's the record and documented that he wrestled with an angel until the breaking of the morning, right? And angels are not seen during the day. They could be seen during the day, but the angel was not ready to be seen during the day. So this man in his natural capacity, with his natural strength and a desperation, withheld his supernatural being just to get what he wants that will stop him from being seen or known by his problem, but to be recognized and remembered by his results. And it's a record that he had to have a shift, a dislocation in his hip as a prize for the result. Every general has his car. There is no one intending to have a significant achievement that would not pay a price. Now, one thing we must understand that your opportunity has a cost and there is the cost, the price for that particular opportunity. Now, we must understand that price as in P-R-I-C-E is different from price, which is P-R-Z-E, P-R-I-Z-E, right? The cost of your opportunity is the price you are ready to pay for the price that you desire. The cost of your opportunity, for instance, for instance, if I have to undergo a particular training that is going to cost me $2,000, for instance, now. Now, the $2,000 is the cost of the opportunity to be trained in order to be able to make much more than I have always been making. Probably you have been stocked in your sales, you have been stocked in on your job, and there is a particular skill that is going to elevate your options, that is going to diversify your options, that is going to make you fit for the next level. Now, the cost of your opportunity is what you're going to be paid, which is the $2,000. But then your price is that confidence of being evicted from your stocked position to your preferred position. Your, your price now, P-R-I-Z-E, is going to be that outcome, that place, that destination that you desire. For instance, probably your target is to hit 10 times what your former sales were. Now, the price of your opportunities, that's why cost is not price. I need you to get me clear. Price is not cost. Cost is what you pay to be enabled to increase your earning potential. But price is what you would lose for not paying that or not uh, embracing that cost. So if you fail to take up the training that you require this particular moment, the action that you need to embrace this particular moment, you are going to remain stocked until that price is paid. And most of the time, over time, when you suspend and postpone what you're supposed to do today, it is going to become much more expensive and more difficult over time. Some people never get to do what they postponed that they were going to do. So every opportunity has a cost and that cost must be paid. And that is the reason the cost that we're talking about now is what it takes the perseverance to take 40,000 shots in order to arrive at 40 distinct pictures that will bring about a documentary that is going to engage every single eye that turns on that channel. So what is the cost that your significant achievement is asking for today? It is only when you engage the principle of positive desperation that you will be able to pay this price. You'll be able to pay the price of your pursuit right? Your persistent pursuit. It is only when you engage 
this principle of positive desperation that the capacity for a fastidious pursuit, a non-relenting pursuit, will well up in you and you'll be able to pay. Most of the times, those that pay the price always celebrate with their price. So you find that in the, the cost of training, the cost of the rigorous training, the cost of the rejection, right? Rejection is like a cost for building the capacity to always be accepted and recognized, right? So rejection doesn't really mean that you are a failure. It simply means that you require better skills to be able to convince that person. Require a better amount of interview, questioning, and interrogation, investigation, observation about that particular person to understand what the core problem is, not the surface problem. The ability to be able to telescope into the core desire of a person will determine whether they open their wallet to you or not. For instance, if four people have a headache, probably somebody has a headache from probably a migraine from stress, and another person has a headache because he has cancer, another person has a headache because he doesn't have money to meet a particular need, another person has a, an headache and he wants to write a proposal in the next 30 minutes. Now, the, the core problem of these four people that profess headache is different. The ability for you to question what exactly is responsible for the headache will determine the kind of solution that you are going to prefer and not just tackling the headache. The headache might be the surface problem, but it is the core problem that determines whether wallets get open or not. This is the fastest approach to selling what your products are. For instance, if you sell online, there's what is called the customer avatar. Now, it is this principle of positive desperation that helps you sit down to blueprint exactly the nature, the components, the avatar, the description, the size, the thoughts, and the desires of this particular person. Now, you create that as a mannequin, as a portrait that makes you to write your copy, your sales copy, in a way that addresses the particular target, that, target audience that you actually want to sell to. And that's what's going to determine the influx, the traffic that will come by reason of that particular sales copy. So that sales copy is a product of the cost of separation, of investigation, of the industry, of the market, of the target audience. These are the credentials that determine what comes out of that particular copy and that traffic. So you don't just see traffic. There is something, there is a description that compels the traffic. There is a particular solution formula, step-by-step -step approach that causes people to open their wallets happily and to pay you. So in engaging the principle of um, positive desperation, you must have fastidious pursuit. This is what enables you to pay the price, to understand the cost of your opportunity in order not to lose the price, the outcome that you desire, and not remain stuck where you are. So the number one secret of the significant achievers is positive desperation. And under the canopy of the principle of positive desperation, we have talked about the ability, the self-awareness and seeking to be trained, which is the first step. The second step is the fact that you must be ready to emb embrace the concept of work. And after work, we're talking about you must have a non-resistant persistence. That is the act of fastidious pursuit. And lastly, is be ready for to engage all of your being. Be ready to leave everything on the field. Until you are ready to leave everything on the field, I can tell you that what? You are not ready to be a significant achiever. I was listening to a great man who said, how can you kill a man who death has rejected? How can you kill a man who death has rejected? 
What does that signify? That he is ready to pay the price to get what he wants. He eliminated fear completely. The fear of death was the threat for him to achieve that was confronting him from achieving what he wanted to achieve. A couple of people came together. A man was preparing for a crusade whom God has instructed him to carry out. And he was confronted with human threats that if you dare take this step, your life is going to go for it. And the one statement that he made was that, how can you kill a man whom death has rejected? And the people were dazed and they let go their guards. So your resistances will not just pull out. You must be resolute about what you want to achieve. Until you are desperate, you are positively desperate, can't embrace the significant result that you desire. So four simple steps that you can use achieve your most significant desire or goal is the fact that it stands on the canopy there is the canopy of positive desperation, which is the number one secret of significant achievers. And under this canopy have four simple steps. Number one is the step, the, the step number one is self-awareness and seeking to be trained. Number two is the law of work. And number three is the non-resistant pursuit, the art of fastidious pursuit, right? Non-resistance persistence. That is the art of word of fastidious pursuit. And then number four is the fact that you must be ready to leave everything on the field. Be ready to leave everything on the field. If you are going to engage these four uh, concepts under the principle of positive desperation, I can assure you that your significant results cannot be stopped. So what is it that you intend to achieve? What is the goal that you intend to achieve? What is it that has stopped you and limited you all this while? It's time for you to excuse your excuses, delete them and move to the next level that you desire. If this particular uh, audio podcast has been of value to you, I'd like you to share this and I'd like to get what your reactions, your questions are regarding this particular podcast. And we'd like to hear from you what other areas in which you would like us to discuss in order to improve your value and achieve your significant result. Again, my name is Julius Afolabi, founder of Value Improvement Academy, where we help you to be able to sell your professional experience and expertise without manipulation or hype and help you to achieve your widely intended goal with proven methods that work. And if you'd like to join our Facebook community, you find a link in this podcast where you can join our Facebook community and our offers that will enable you to be able to achieve your significant goals are also available in the link below. So we look forward to engaging with you and you having the best of time. Thank you very much and God bless you. We can't thank you enough for your time on that teaching session powered by Blameless Site Solutions Limited, a training strategy and performance consulting outfit that specializes in tutelage of business and personal mastery for excellent delivery at work, vocation, business and career. This outfit also runs a school of business excellence with categorized classes for effective business administration and management. Julius Afolabi, the founder and serious business executive, has also documented some of his insights and perspectives in published books. Having gained a decade of experience in banking with expertise in quality improvement, operational excellence, customer service, leadership training, corporate detoxification training, and design of performance templates. He is an unrepentant crusader of personal change, effectiveness, and performance.
You can follow him on Twitter at Julius Afolabi. Like him on Facebook. Visit his blog on www.juliusafolabi.com. For more inquiries, feedback or bookings, call the senior business executive on 0803-262-6555 or 0909-7468-723. You can send an email to julius.afolabi at gmail.com. Keep reinventing yourself and God bless you.